morning will be from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Good morning to all. Special day for us here. We're having our, we're going to recognize our graduates. We have five this year, and we're very, very proud of them. We're glad you're here. I look out in the audience, I see a lot of visitors with us, and we're certainly glad. Let me give you a little order of the worship today. I'm going to have a lesson this morning, and then we're going to have uh, Doug Huddleston, one of our elders, will have announcements, and then he'll say a prayer for the lunch that you smell next door. And then we're going to take a few minutes and recognize our seniors. We have some things to say. And then everyone will move next. Oh, and we're going to give them. We have some gifts we want to give them. And then from there, we'll move next door and eat. And everyone in the room is invited. And there's plenty of food. And we hope you stay and enjoy the fellowship with us. Well, last week was a great week, wasn't it? If you were here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We had a wonderful gospel meeting we had large crowds and lots of visitors. We had a very talented young man, Parker Webster, 24 years old. Such an inspiration to see a young man devote himself to the teaching and preaching of God's Word. He gives us such hope for the future of the church to see young men and women step up and do their part in the kingdom of our Lord. This morning I have a lesson tailored to our graduates, but it will certainly... Uh, um, be beneficial to us too because it's out of God's Word, but we're going to be looking primarily at God's Word in directions toward these young men and women and for their lives ahead of them. Uh, they certainly have reached a milestone, 13 years of school from kindergarten to adulthood. You know, I always think about a little kindergarten with all their teeth, gappy teeth missing. They're just little guys. A lot of them aren't even really bathroom trained, are they? And then they graduate grown men and women. And so we're going to look at that today and celebrate that. Uh, it is a turning of the page for them. It's a milestone effect in their lives, uh, event in their lives. And uh, I think about the parents a lot because you've nurtured them to get them to this point. And it doesn't escape me what you've gone through, the prayers you put out for your children, the great love and concern you have for them. We're going to look at some passages this morning, God's Word concerning them. In Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 4, if you'd like to turn there, we're going to be there for a little bit. But there, the great wise man Solomon is writing, and it's, he starts off, he says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and of man. Well, if we see those first four verses, it's addressed to the son. And it's a, about a young man that has his whole life ahead of him. That's what our graduates have today. They have their whole life ahead of them, Lord willing. They're young, and we expect high things out of them, and God does too. He says, uh, don't forget my law, but let your... Uh, Heart keep my commands. You know, when 
God puts that in his word, don't forget my law, you understand that there's a tendency with young people to do just that, to forget. And he reminds them, don't forget that. Please don't forget my law. Um, everything, young people, the graduates that you do, everything in your life, if you'll do this, you'll be so much far ahead. Filter every thought you have. Filter every action you're going to make through God's word first. You know, I think about these uh, these. Uh, hikers, these adventurers, and they go to parts all over the world, but they have to have water. And so have, they have these little canisters, and they can catch water, and it has a charcoal filter system, and when it comes through and it's filtered, they can drink the water. It takes all the pathogens out. And that's how God's Word is. If you'll filter your life, the things you say, the things you think, and the things you act upon, if you'll filter those through God's Word all your life, you'd be surprised what it'll do for you. I wish, I, I wish I'd have known that as a kid. I wish I'd have practiced it more, but it's so, it's so true. Also, it says in doing that, it's for length of days and long life and peace. They'll be added to you if you'll do those things. There's a promise of long life and peaceful life, and we read it first of all in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Paul would pick that up in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 and say, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long upon the earth. A dual promise there in obeying your parents and keeping God's word that you'll have long life and it'll be a good life. It'll be a blessed life. It'll be a, 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 a better life. Paul's referring back to the Ten Commandments. We're very familiar with the Ten Commandments. And uh, in, in the Ten Commandments, he says this was the first commandment to children. In the Ten Commandments, we see the first commandment to children. And the same instruction then is applicable to now. It's applicable to now honor your parents for this is right. And in listening to those, to them in their instructions, you honor them and it will go well with you. In doing so, it'll bring you honor and peace and long life. He also says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. You know, I've noticed, uh, especially in big crowds, you see this. The world decorates its necks with chains and of gold and big medallions, or they decorate their, their bodies with art to express freedom. He tells that son, don't do that. He says, what you do... Tie around your neck mercy and truth. And it has a promise, too, that men and God will, will uphold you for that. You will, uh, and he asks you to, uh, it'll be pleasing to God and man that you put mercy and truth. Let that be your mantra. Write that on your heart. And he says to stand out, to be different, to be leaders, and you will be noticed by God and men and be admired. There's an old saying and it goes like this. Youth is wasted on the young. And that's a shame, isn't it? Let that not be said of you. Let that not be said of you that you wasted these good years that God's given you. This is the most exciting time in your life. You know, when you're older, they'll always look back and they're going to say one or the other thing about you. Boy, he was a wild one. Or man, he was a wise one. Which do you want said of you? I wish they could say I was a wise one. But unfortunately, I, had, I was a little wild when I was growing up. 
and it didn't lead to anything good. Let it be said of you, you were a wise one. Let not youth be wasted on, on the young. This is one of the most exciting times in your life. Many things will happen to you in the next three or four years. The next three or four years for you graduates will be compressed. It, will be, uh, it won't be like the next three or four years with me. Many things are going to be uh, dynamic in your life. Many things are going to be happening. First of all, if you go to college, you're going to be lightened in education. And then um, you're going to uh, probably figure out what your profession will be the rest of your life. Usually that's found within three or four years after you graduate. You kind of know what you're going to do. And what's even most amazing is that's when you'll get married too. In the next three or four years, you'll find a spouse, and you perhaps may even start your family. These are exciting times for you. Don't waste them. Don't waste them. These are the, and this is an opportunity that's only found at this age in your life, so make the most of it. You're an adult now, and you will no longer be treated as a child. You'll be seen as an adult, and you will be expected to act like an adult. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 11, Paul says, When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Graduates, it's time for you to put away childish things if you are still dealing with those. You're an adult, and you'll be expected to act like one. Here's the greatest thing that's going to happen to you right now. Just imagine behind me here, this, this board here. That's a chalkboard, and it is a clean slate with you. There's nothing written on there right now because you have been a child and now you're an adult. Us older people, what would we do to be able to have the eraser in our hand and go back and erase some of the things that we wrote about ourselves? What would we do if we could do that? Wouldn't that be wonderful? I know there's a lot of things I would want to erase. But the beauty is you're in charge of that board. The chalk is in your hand. You can write whatever you want, but keep this in mind. You're writing about what you're going to do with humanity, and you're writing what you're going to do with God. They're not going to write that. You're going to write it. You're in control of the chalk. What will you write about yourself in your life to come? It's a new slate. In Titus 2, verses 4 through 8, we read this. Admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed having nothing evil to say about you. Did you know that's in your control too? If you live your life right and you conduct yourself properly, any, any number of people could slander you and who will the shame be on? It'll be on them because they have nothing to slander you about because of the life that you live. You know, I'm going to use Matthew. Brother, I'm going to use you for an example. Please forgive me. Matthew Liskey, his life hasn't always been easy. But let me tell you what Matthew's done in the last 30 days. He graduated from UT. He got offered a job by UT in finance and became engaged all in 30 days. 
I got three things to say about that. Well played, good form, and I'm proud of you, son. Very much. That's what happens at this age in our life. Things change, and they change rapidly. And I love to see someone take control of their life and do good things with it. Mark 10, 29 through 30 says this, Please do not forget this. If you devote your life to God and the gospel, you will be blessed a hundredfold in this life and eternal life to come. You know, recently, oh, probably six weeks ago, Sherry and I, we love to get out in the spring when the, when the wildflowers are blooming. And if you're, if you're like that, you realize this year was an exceptional year, wasn't it? Blue bonnets, the Indian paintbrushes, it was beautiful. And we drove all the way to Lano and Mason and Fredericksburg, made a little day trip up, spent the night, came back. And uh, I loved it. Sometimes our life is called the highway, isn't it? You know, a lot of times we revert that. Our journey in this life is a highway. And I, I remember as we drove the highway, it was absolutely beautiful. Sunshiny, the road was pretty, and the flowers everywhere. And I would have had a perfect day except for one thing. About every 30 miles, I would see a marker in the ditch. And it would be flowers or it would be a cross. It might even be a little small cameo of somebody. Bad things happened in the ditch. They left the road, and they didn't make it. Sometimes in driving, I know I have, you probably have to, we have gone in the ditch momentarily and was able to bring it back up on the road. But bad things happened in the ditch, and I saw that. As beautiful as that highway was, there was, and it was on both sides, every 20, 30 miles, you'd say some tragedy happened there. And I think about life. When we consider life as a highway, there is a ditch, isn't there? And it's on both sides, and bad things happen there. Oh, several weeks ago, Sherry goes to bed at night sometime ahead of me, and I said, well, I'm going to watch a little TV, and then I'll come home. She's okay. And I happened to turn it on uh, bull riding. I don't know if you ever watched bull riding, but I do. When I was young, I was really interested in it. Now that my body's the way it is, there's no need me dreaming of that, is there? But I was watching bull riding, and it was that thing that you, you really wait to see. It was the best cowboy out there. He had the highest rankings, and he was riding a bull that had never been ridden. And this bull wasn't a young bull. He's an older bull. He had never been ridden. And that was the deal. You know, the announcers had a lot to say about it. You know, he's never been ridden. He is one more ranked bull. But this is a good bull rider, too. And the matchup was set. And uh, they opened the gate. And when they did, the bull came out. You've never seen as much pitching and bucking and twisting and turning in all your life. The rider went down in the well only to spur himself back up. Then he went on the other side, and he fought, and he got back up. And he rode eight seconds, and the buzzard went off. And I love the interview because they're always out of breath. <laughs> you know, and they said, and that, that young lady, she put the mic in his face, and she said, you did fantastic. What, one of the fabulous bull rides we've ever seen. What was your strategy? And he said, I fought to stay in the middle. And you know, that's what life is, isn't it? Sometimes we have to fight to stay in the middle. We're on the road, but the ditch calls us, and we can get all, uh, out, of, uh, out of whack, can't we? But it is a fight. 
I tell my little girls all the time, I say, life's a fight. You're going to have to fight the rest of your life. And I, I mean it jokingly a lot with them because I want to fight with them, but life is a fight, isn't it? It's, it's tough to stay in the middle, isn't it? Fight to stay in the middle. John, 1 John 1, 6 through 7 says this. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth for But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Stay in the road where the light is. Stay in the middle. Moderation. I teach that all the time to our kids in the youth group. Moderation. Everything you do in life, be moderate at it. The Bible teaches us to be moderate. In all things, we're not to be excessive in anything except serving God. In 1 Corinthians 6, 12, we read these things. All things are lawful to me, but not all things are helpful. Graduates, are you listening? All that We have freedoms in Christ. All things are lawful, but not everything is helpful. Uh, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under uh, the power of any. I've always had a saying, and I try to hold it true. You do the same. Don't let anything in this world hold you hostage because it will try to. You can get in a situation and you can look up, and it's contrary to what you were raised. It's contrary to what the Bible says, but you've let yourself get in a situation where you're compromised and you have become a, a victim. You've become a, a hostage. Don't let anything, never let this world hold you hostage. Be wise. Use common sense. The key word in, Pro, in Proverbs is wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, the ability to live life skillfully, a godly life in an ungodly world. Exercise moderation. Wisdom. Slow down. Enjoy adult life. Uh, don't move forward too fast. Trust me, this world isn't going anywhere. Don't be in a big hurry. Enjoy your youth. Take your time. Slow down. Recently, our three senior boys that are Christians, I had them at our house. And Sherry cooked a nice meal, and we had a good visit. But it was a prelude to what I wanted them to come over for. I had a, a, these three boys, I've been with them all their life. Known them since they were born. And they've been with me. I've been in their lives. They've been in mine. And uh, Sherry and I explained to them how vested we are in their future, how this church is vested in their future. You know, a lot of us are getting older, and... Uh, our day of servitude will come to an end one day, and we need these young men to step up, to fill in the gap. Who's going to fill these shoes? And we had a long talk about it, and I feel with all assurance that these men are going to step up now and in the future. And you know what's beautiful, too? Always, you, you have a tendency to be sorrowful when you think about these young men going away. And it used to be that way. A hundred years ago, you put them on a train, and you might get a letter or two, but it may be a year or two before you see them. It's not that way now. Modern times, we can talk every day. We can go see them. They can go see us if they're away in another town in college. And uh, it's not near as, uh, uh, the strain is not like it once was. I expect these young men to serve us now and always in the future. I'll always be a part of their life. All right. Now I want to get down to... The parents, I want to talk to you parents because I know what your fears are. It's the safety of your children. 
more than anything else. If they're a ditch digger or a doctor, we don't care as long as they give everything they've got to God to serve mankind and God. But what we're most concerned about always is these young people, uh, something tragic happened to them just at the beginning of their life, and we certainly don't want that. There's always a tendency to think when you're young that you know better than your parents. I was there. It's amazing how you're so stupid, yet you think you're so smart. And it takes a long time to realize that I was dumb, and now it's time to listen. But there's always a tendency to think when you're young that you know better than your parents, that they're old fogies, and they're not up with the times. You know, 20 years ago or so, I faced the same thing that you parents are facing today. It was a time when my children were leaving home and they were starting their careers and going to school and the empty nest syndrome. And I went through it, and I know many of you have as well. And uh, it's kind of sad, no doubt. This is the angst of parenthood. But there was a song then, and I know you've heard it. It's familiar to us all. It was a, a song then, and I took some comfort in it because it kind of went along with what I was trying to tell my children. And I'm going to uh, quote a lyric from that song, but it's, it's an older man, a mature man, but he's looking back when he was a teenager leaving home, and he's thinking about, in retrospect, the conversation that he had with his father. He said, I think it kind of hurt him when I said, Daddy, there's a lot that I don't know, but don't you ever dream about a life where corn don't grow. He just sat there silent, staring at his favorite coffee cup. I saw a storm of mixed emotions in his eyes when he looked up. He said, son, I know at your age, seems like this whole world is turning slow, and you think you'll find the answer to it all where corn don't grow. Hard times are real. There's dusty fields no matter where you go. Son, you may change your mind because the weeds are high where corn don't grow. Graduates, don't forget where you're from. Don't forget your roots. Don't mistake peace and tranquility for boredom. Remember who has always loved you and nurtured you to this point. Don't forget who you are and what you stand for. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Noah read this morning. I'd like to read it again. It says, and this is not only for you young people, it's for us as adults too. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Graduates, you've accomplished a great thing, a wonderful milestone in your life with many, many more to come. Make God proud that he is your father. Make your parents proud for the raising that they gave you. Uh, go in life and make your mark. And do well, be blessed, and come back here because we need you. One of the truest statements I ever heard was, it takes a village to raise a child. You've been part of a village, and a village loves you. And you need to come back and do your part in the kingdom, and I know you will. Well, if you're not a Christian this morning... I hope you've listened to the lesson. It applies to you too. We're having a little shorter lesson this morning because of the activities that we have. 
But if you're not a Christian this morning, you could be. Get out of the ditch. Bad things happen in the ditch. Come to your senses. Get on the road to life and godliness. Take hold of eternity now. We're to repent of our sins and change our life, Luke 13, 3. We're to confess that Jesus is God's Son, whom he raised from the dead, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Call on the Lord to wash away your sins. Die to your sins, for he who has died has been freed from sin, Romans 6, 6 and 7. If you have any need this morning, won't you come as we stand to sing?